Hey everyone, and welcome to The Beautiful Hustle, the podcast that connects the heart to the hustle of the beauty industry. We're your hosts, and right in front of me is the beautiful Jessica Saunders. Here with the talented Philip Procopio. Excited to be here today. Yes, we are fully in the rhythm of the podcast. This is episode what, five? I think it's five. I think it's five, yeah. yeah. We're on episode number five. And you guys, today we have a really special episode that we're going to make regular. We're calling it The Pixie Cut, and it's a Q&A episode. It's a little shorter episode, but you guys can send in all your questions to us about anything, whether it's the topic at hand that we've been discussing, which for this episode is COVID, or anything else. If you have any questions, DM us, comment, email us, go to our website. Also, I don't think we've said it before. We have a website. We do. Yeah. It's a beautiful website. The beautiful hustle podcast.com. There's a contact form, lots of ways to get a hold of us. Um, yeah. I love so it. So how first, how has your week been? What have you been up to? What's the last couple of weeks been like for you, Jess? Yeah. I mean, life is good. I mean, it's Monday, so <laughs> naturally I'm starting a new diet. <laughs> Aren't we all? I mean, that's my Monday ritual. Sunday night, I plan it. Monday mm-hmm. night, I start it. Thursday yeah. night, I blow it. Well, that's better than me because I was going to start something new today and then um, had kind of a stressful meeting I thought I was going to have to go to and ended up at McDonald's. Oh, you went real hard. I know. Um, I, of course, yesterday was Sunday night, so I'm like, all right, get it out of your system. Tomorrow's the new <laughs> diet. Um, Phil FaceTimes me last night. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like... I'm eating tuna casserole <laughs> and drinking rosé. Hey, that is a great Sunday night. It was delicious and worth it. But today I'm back on the horse. I am um, eating all the vegetables, Good. getting all the footsteps in, doing all the things. Well, after you leave, um, I'm going to cook some dinner. And I started this week, well, am starting. <laughs> I'm like, you got this. Deli- if I think I know what you're going to say, you got this delivered a week ago. Okay, first of all, why are you exposing me left and right? Like every episode, you expose me on something. <laughs> Second of all, it was delivered Thursday. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but I start, I'm start. i starting HelloFresh. Not sponsored, although HelloFresh, if y'all want to sponsor us. Hello. Hit me up. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. I've, I've cooked a couple meals. We'll see. That's awesome. Love I'm just it. not a grocery shopper, though. I hate it. Oh, I am queen of the grocery store. I've got systems. I've got routines. I've tonight. I'm going to smoke some salmon and have some salad. I got some yummy local goat cheese. So I'm all about the cooking. I I, I do genuinely enjoy healthy mm. eating and healthy yeah. cooking. I just every once in a while fall off that bandwagon. Yeah, but we're back on. Back on. Here we go. It's a fresh week. Fresh yes. start. Uh, Super excited about this pixie cut episode. Yeah. Short and sweet, just like the haircut. Yeah. Um, sometimes funny. We're going to definitely we'll see. see what comes out. All right. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Sure. I'm going to pull this one up. This yep. one came into us from Instagram. Um, this message is coming from a lovely young lady named Ashley out of Seattle, Washington. And she is asking, what can we do to avoid having to shut down when a team member has been exposed? Mm. So, what I love about her question is I, I'm not sure I don't have any context behind this, but it sounds like she's planning ahead almost mm-hmm. getting ahead of it. So I love the concept of strategizing all of the what ifs and kind of having your plan in place. And 
a couple of things that I've noticed salons do that is really successful. And one of them is not a popular answer, but it's an effective one and Mm -hmm. it's eliminating break rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, Primarily because they're typically smaller spaces where people are confined. They're not able to socially distance and, just naturally as team members, we work together so much, we get really comfortable. So they take, we take our masks off. Obviously mm-hmm. we're eating back there. Um, sharing food, sharing drinks, anything like that can just kind of, we can fall into those natural yeah. habits. So as unpopular as that answer is, if it were up to me, I would say eliminating break rooms until, um, you know, it's not a top priority and not con- a top concern. Also, depending on where you live in different areas, if you have a team member who is infected and you have a communal eating space, you are required to shut down for two weeks, which again is just so tough on the bottom line, especially mm-hmm. as we round out this year, you know, coming up to January, we want to try to narrow that loss from that big shutdown as much as we can. So for me, I think a big one would be eliminating those break rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and and check you know, like you said, every area is different. Mm -hmm. So talk with your local health departments and see what their recommendations are. Um, We had an esthetician who uh, tested positive. Um, Fortunately, we didn't have to shut down, um, but she had very minimal contact with everyone. It was kind of a light week for her. So we were very fortunate that we didn't have to. Um, But I since then have worked with a few different things Uh, with the health department to make sure we're doing everything we can in order to prevent that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing is what can we do to prevent? Um, Sometimes there is no way to prevent being shut down if you're going to be mandated to shut down. I think the good thing would be to what are we going to do if that happens? Yeah. What does that look like? What does our cash flow look like? What does our team morale look like? What does what's going to be the process in case we have to call 200 clients for the next two weeks or whatever that process looks like Mm -hmm. have a plan in action so when it hits it's not a huge shock and you're not spending the first few hours panicking freaking out you have a plan ready to go yeah yeah I totally agree yeah Um, again I hope it doesn't happen but I think it's going to be the reality for more people than we would like to say so Mm -hmm. as much as we can avoid it and plan around it I think that's really important too and then just also making sure that we're doing all the day-to-day things. You know, when Mm -hmm. your team members come in, making sure they're practicing the proper sanitation with their hands, fresh masks between guests, Mm -hmm. wiping down stations. I think that we've, this has been our new norm for long enough that I'm seeing some people get a little laxed with some of the sanitizing hard surfaces. And remember when we first reopened and it's like every 30 minutes, checklists, front desks are going through. I think we may need to kind of revisit some of those heavier sanitation methods in order to make sure that we can get ahead of it as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, for the first time in my salon this week, had someone come in who did not want to wear a mask, a guest. Oh. Yeah. I was in my office and meeting with a couple people and a guest care gal came back and was like, this gal doesn't want to wear a mask. She's refusing to. What do I do? And I just sat there like, oh gosh, it's here. You knew the day was coming. Yep. I knew (laughs) the day a Karen would walk in and not want to wear a mask. And, um, I, it was very tempting for me to be like, fine, I just don't want to deal with this. And because she was starting to make a scene, the whole salon could hear. And so I easily could have retaliated or 
gave in and I just said, you know, that's our policy. And we do make special accommodations if someone has is higher risk because of immune or can't wear a mask. Um, some of our stylists have said we'll come in on off hours so no one else is in the salon. Mm-hmm. Um, but she refused that too. Eventually she ended up being like, fine, I'll wear a mask. Yeah. So I think I, hold your ground with that. I, I t- couldn't agree more. And I think it sends a strong message to the other consumers mm-hmm. in there who are receiving services in that we aren't going to compromise because it's easy um, yeah. and risk you in a potential exposure for you. So I think it sends a really strong message of we're, we're doing everything we can to keep our all of our guests safe. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. You right. got one? Yes. Where did this come from? Uh, Tori on Instagram DM'd us and uh, said the asked we had put a question out what do you guys want to know and she said the importance of self-care especially as everything seems to be falling apart in the world how do we make time for self-care when we are so busy taking care of everyone else that is so so good i think especially for those of us in this profession we got into this with a service mindset and we want to take care of people especially um owners, managers, leaders, um, we're taking care of everyone else and we can kind of forget about ourselves at the end of the day. Um, or we've put so much of ourselves out at the end of the day, we have nothing left for ourselves. Um, we both have talked about this. I do set very hard boundaries, not hard, they're not immovable, but I have very clear boundaries with my team. Um, we actually, in a meeting this last week with one of the departments, they were concerned that they were bothering me on my day off or something like that. And I said, you know, I, that does not bother me. We use, um, what's it called, Slack for communication. We don't text or have a Facebook group. Um, so we use Slack. And they're like, do you want us to Slack you? Do you want us to wait? Do you want us to Slack you? <laughs> I never thought about that. Um, slack. And I told them, I said, absolutely, day or night, you can slack me. <laughs> now, that, now that you said that, I'm not going to be able to unhear that. Shoot. Um, but I told them, I said, you can absolutely message me. <laughs> I'm so immature. <laughs> You can absolutely message me, but I am going to say, unless it is pertinent to that moment or essential for something that day, I am not going to respond. I'm going to wait until my office time or when I'm back in the building. And that is really difficult for me um, because I want to take care of things. I'm, I'm a doer, you know, even if it's a day off and I don't have much to do in my personal life, um, I want. I need to make those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important, Tori, to make sure you're setting those boundaries, setting times. Jessica talked about block scheduling, making sure you have to, in this day and age, even before COVID and the pandemic, you have to prioritize your self-care, your family time, your personal time, and make time. I know a lot of people that will, in their calendar, schedule all their personal things. And make sure it's a note in their system of what they normally do to make sure they remind themselves, oh, yes, I'm supposed to, even if it's just watch Netflix. Some people have to schedule that and force themselves to do that. I know, right? I'm kind of like that. Like if I, if I would, I'd be at the salon seven days a week and there are many times I am. Um, And sometimes that's not, that's 
unavoidable. But I think for the most part, we have to, especially salon owners and managers, really force ourselves. Yeah. And obviously, if something's important, an emergency, there's exceptions. But it's really important that I stay healthy for my team. Because if I'm stressed and overworked, I'm going to be the most ineffective leader that I can be. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's also really important that you get to know yourself and you learn what wellness feels like to you. Um, For me, a huge, huge thing is my million dollar morning routine. Have you ever seen that book Mm -hmm. or seen those million dollar morning things? The million dollar morning will make or break my week. Like Monday mornings are so significant to me. Um, And for me, what that looks like is getting up at 6 a.m., doing something with my body, stretching, yoga, a walk, whatever it is, always starting my morning with a hot lemon water and then planning what I've got going on for the rest of the day. I, if I do that, it alleviates all of the anxiety for me so that I'm I'm more adaptable throughout my day. I can be more agile for different things that come my way. Mm -hmm. But for me, that's what wellness looks like is being prepared and doing all the things that I need to calm the chaos in my own mind so that I can show up being my best self. Anytime you see me like scatterbrained or busy or kind of manic mm-hmm. oftentimes it's because I'm not ahead of things. I'm, I feel like I'm chasing everything all day. So every, I think it's really important to figure out what works for you. Yeah. I Some people are... Um, They need a lot of openness in their schedule. They need to know there's windows where there's flexibility. For me, I'm like you where I don't have to schedule Netflix. That's unfortunately not something (laughs) I struggle with, but I do struggle breaks. So I don't struggle breaks. I schedule breaks. So I'll have, you know, a two or three hour work window where I'm on a Zoom and then I will put in there a 15 minute walk. And Mm. then, you know, I'll have another hour or so of work and then I'll put in there a 30 minute walk uh, to get away Um, So I think, again, going back to knowing yourself and figuring out what are the things that bring you clarity for me, getting out of my mind and into my body, moving my body helps bring Mm -hmm. me more present. Um, And so take a little soul searching. It's really fun to kind of figure out what you need to feel empowered and in control of what it is you've got going on in your mind. Exactly. And I'm I use I always tell people I don't know how people sit and watch Netflix all day. And the truth is, I do see it. I can't get into that because that's I, I used to be like that. So if I started doing that on my off time, it creates other lazy habits for me. Yeah. And so for me, I know myself well enough, like my downtime, my um, energy preserving activities still involve something, whether it's going shopping or out to dinner with friends. Um, but for some people, I have some very good friends where they need that day once a week where they just sit on the couch and do nothing. And it might be part of the fact that you and I, I don't blame it on this by any means. I'm not categorizing us, but we're more extroverted people. Yes. So it makes sense for us to get our batteries charged Mm -hmm. from doing. Um, I am so close. A majority of the people I'm really close to are really introverted. Mm -hmm. And it's not the Netflix. It's not what they're watching. It's not the book they're reading. Oftentimes, it's the fact that they're alone with themselves. Yes. Um, Yeah. So everybody really processes and does things differently. And I think that... Um, the most important you can th- thing you could do is learn what you need because nobody yeah. will know that answer for you. Yes. Right now, I need plants. <laughs> oh, my God. Too many <laughs> plants. This I'm is like th- a new <laughs> obsession for him. My sister, <laughs> my sister who just graduated college, she lives in Kansas, called me and was like, are you okay? <laughs> like genuinely concerned. I was like, uh, 
yeah, I'm fine. Why? And she's like, I don't know. You've just been posting a lot about your plants, and I'm just concerned. Are these your new friends? Is Bozeman not going well? And I was like, I'm fine. I just like plants. Leave me alone. I have beautiful (laughs) plants in my home. You've seen the beautiful plants I have. And I can't take one ounce of credit because (laughs) my mom babysits my son and also my plants. Uh, She comes over to take care of my plants because... I, I haven't quite grown that green thumb yet. Well, I'm getting there. Barely. Thanks to it. the help of uh, my salon owner because she, you know, <laughs> loves plants. So it's rubbing off on me. I love it. All right. I've All got right. one more question here. This one also came in from Instagram. So, again, if you've got questions, DM us over at the Beautiful Hustle podcast on Instagram. This one is from Christopher. Christopher sent us a message out of Minneapolis. He said, I am constantly seeing pictures of my team members out socializing without masks and in bars. I'm nervous that they are going to get infected and have to miss more work, get team members infected, or even worse, get a client sick. Mm. How can I tell them that they can't be doing those type of behaviors out of work? That's such a touchy subject. I think this one is so touchy. And, um, you know, that last sentence he says in there, what does he say? How can I tell them they can't be doing these things out of work, outside of work? I think that's the danger line. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. say, you can't tell them that. So if my knee-jerk reaction and my, like, immediate thought around this is you have to create a culture that your team values what it is we do all day over some of these experiences that they might be having in yeah. social settings that they're not willing to compromise their personal health in exchange for not being able to contribute to the team. So if it were me, I would have one-on-one kind of conversations with each team member about what do you need outside of your work hours to feel really happy and satisfied with your life? And what boundaries can I expect from you to ensure that you are protecting your own personal health in order to be able to show up as a contributing team member? Because again, those people who maybe, you know, are single, maybe leave, live alone, they mm-hmm. need social interaction. Yeah. I don't think that that's the expectation, but I think there's ways that they can socially interact that are really respectful of the fact that they do serve the public Um, and that they need a social connection. I think there is a lot of room for both things to happen. Um, but maybe having a conversation with them that just puts it on their radar, uh, of the significance of the fact that they touch the public for a profession. Yeah. We've, I think twice in all team meetings have had this conversation and basically, yeah, you can't tell them what they can and can't do outside of work. What we can really emphasize are the local guidelines, Yeah, um, making sure that anything, you know, we had this conversation. I said, if you're going to post anything to social media, if you're out, please make sure whatever it is, it's within the guidelines of the local health department. So for us, if you're going to post that you're out and about, masks need to be on, really encourage whatever your local guidelines are. And then like Jess said, really talk about and encourage thinking about the team and the and their career as a whole um Mm -hmm. like i've said before in the past couple of episodes we're very lucky where we are it's not as um as dire as some other areas and so we have we're a little more relaxed here and we're and i just stress that to them we're very fortunate and even if you're in an area like california new york we're very fortunate to be open we don't want to risk that and have to shut down again i tell my team 
we don't want to have an exposure come from our salon because we were out doing something we shouldn't have been or weren't following proper guidelines. And I, no one wants to be shut down again. No. And I think just getting the mindset around the social responsibility of Mm -hmm. serving the public, you have a responsibility to make sure that you are presenting your guests with the safest option to receive services. Mm -hmm. And I would hate for it to be like, if not you, someone else, like I would hate for them to choose somebody else because of sanitation. So it's like, just perform that at the top, top level in order for your guests to be able to come love and enjoy you the way they always have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, remember when salons first opened, there was an article out about, I believe it was a team member who was infected and they had done multiple, multiple services and then found out they had been infected and they tested back and none of it was transferred. Nobody else was infected. None of their guests. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. It was an insane amount of people that they had come in contact with, but it was in the salon setting and they were masked. Their clients were masked. They were sanitizing all chairs between enter and exit. Like Mm -hmm. they were on top of it. And so it is very possible for us to, do services and enjoy what we do all day without having to spread infection. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more. And mine is from Kyle in Northern California. He emailed us and said, salon owner here. I'm nervous for winter coming. I already have employees wanting to call in sick with the smallest cough or sniffle. How can I avoid all my stylists calling out sick all the time? Holiday is so busy for us and I don't want to end up moving a bunch of clients and lose money when we've already lost so much from being shut down. I also don't want my team to think I only care about money. I'm so anxious. Help. Oh, it breaks my heart. You can almost hear his anxiety yeah. through his words. Yeah, I think this is one, again, just like every like the last question, we really have to encourage our team to be as healthy as they can be. Our owner has sent us multiple slacks on <laughs> um, about ways we can take care of ourselves. So um, what we're eating, what we're drinking, what vitamins are you taking? We just started carrying a line of plant-based uh, vitamins that we're offering to our team uh, to help boost our immune system, those kinds of things. Really encouraging that. This is where it gets tricky is when someone wants to call in. And it's one of those you don't want to risk bringing in an infected employee. You also don't want to um, alienize or punish your team member for wanting to do the right thing because I think most people I try and remember this for myself most people don't have bad intentions and so I you know I have heard of salon owners being you know they want to just have the unemployment and just not work and you can have that mindset but I'd rather go through life not being mm, I don't want to say paranoid but anxious about that all the time yeah um So what I've told my team, because this has come up with my team a couple of times, and obviously encourage them to stay healthy, do the right thing. Um, But what we've done is we, I'm telling them, okay, we need to make decisions based on wisdom and not out of fear. Mm -hmm. And so we have to use logic and reason this time, especially in times like this, our everyone's emotions are so high, and that can be very cloudy judgment. And so we have to sit and think, is this we're taking the right precautions. Is this a chance of something bigger? What can we do to help? Um, we had a girl who wanted to call out. 
um, because a friend of hers was in, uh, had to get tested but didn't know if he was even exposed, didn't know if he was positive or negative. And she came in and was like, I'm very worried. I don't want to be the cause of a con- the it spreading through the salon. And yet, um, and so I said, okay, let's go off what we know. He needs to be tested. There's no positive or negative yet. And our local health department has told us, don't make any decisions until you get a positive or negative Uh, test result Mm -hmm. and so they didn't suggest her to go get tested so I said all we can do is wait for the results and so we keep working until we have that because yeah at the end of the day if that's what it was everyone would be out all the time I mean we're about to go into a surge too right so this I mean I don't want to tell anyone what to do in their own salons yeah Um, I don't want to put anyone at risk also but I also see the business side of this, especially in California where everyone's been shut down for so long. Yeah, I think I I, I certainly agree with you. And I think that um, we've all gone through enough holiday seasons in this Mm -hmm. industry to know people work themselves to death till January. There's like this window where we double our hours, where we are, you know, working twice as hard, we're servicing twice as many guests. And Maybe we need to look ahead of it and um, take it easy on the schedule in order to allow people some wellness time um, in order to make sure that they can work for the longevity of it. So assuming it's not happening outside of work, again, back to that, Mm -hmm. assuming they're taking care of themselves outside of work so that they can show up for work, keeping the schedule the same, keeping things simple so that we can consistently slowly chug forward and not try to over push it and overdo it and run people to exhaustion to where their immune systems are weak or to where they do get slack on sanitation because they're tired and it's their eighth client of the day. Um, You know, there's a quote out there that um, patience is the most underappreciated um, trait, shall you, in business. And I do think that moving through this holiday season, we really are going to have to be patient, take what we can, and just slowly and steadily chug along and try our best to not push it too hard. Yes. Um, One thing we're doing, because we, I mean, like you said, holidays are insane yeah, in this industry every year especially with so many people having gone without getting their hair done for so long uh, one thing we are looking into is we're ramping up our desk staff uh, so that our desk team is not overwhelmed yep. with gift cards our company does a lot in gift cards and I think that's going to be kind of across the board as more people want to support local business so that's going to be a big thing so we're setting up certain things around that an extra checkout station that's specifically for gift cards because we do that many we also are looking into hiring a weekend spa attendant our spa is very busy and so we Usually our desk is the one that does walkthroughs and stocks the lockers and takes guests back and keeps up on laundry. And so we're going to hire, you know, some high schooler who's just going to make 10 bucks an hour to fold laundry and stock the lockers. So that's one less thing the desk has to stress about or the service providers have to stress about. They know it's going to get done on time, efficiently on our busiest days. And it's not a huge cost for us, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be huge for our team's physical and mental state during the holiday season that they don't have to worry about that. That's going to get done. 
Yeah. And like we've talked about in previous episodes, um, getting really smart with how you sell social selling. Yes. Um, you know, we can be selling gift cards online. We can sell packages online. We can do curbside pickup for, um, over the phone gift cards, packages that are sent. So making your communication to your consumers really clear and really easy as to what it is you're offering Mm -hmm. for holiday. Um, so I love the idea of little email templates for holiday menus of combinations of gift cards and products that are available and social media posts about it. Um, let's engage in retail because everyone's still going to be buying gifts for holiday. Like yes. that is still happening. Um, majority of people are just going to shift to online purchasing rather than like what was Black Friday sales and yeah. things like that. So get ahead of it. Yeah. Know it. It's coming. You've got... Yeah. Ramp up pre-orders, ramp up curbside pickup, those kinds of things. So there's less contact. Make your website shoppable, easy. Put your link in your bio on Instagram. There's all these. There's so much we can do. We might need to do a whole little Q&A on holiday selling. Yeah. Why don't we put questions out there for that? Yeah. If you guys want to chat with us about best practices around holiday and especially holiday of 2020 Mm because it's going to be like no other before. Um, DM us your messages over at the beautiful hustle podcast on Instagram or email us your questions at the beautiful hustle podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to gather those questions up and do maybe our next Q and a about that type of stuff. One thing um, we just finished with, which is great going into the holiday time real quick is um, how can we make more money without bringing in more guests? I think that's the yeah, big that's eternal the question game right now. always. And so one thing we did, we had this upgrade contest. And so hairstylists uh, were doing uh, add-ons for therapy treatments and not therapy. <laughs> Conditioning. <laughs> Conditioning treatments, yeah. those kinds of things. Massage therapists, we do a CBD add-on. The facials can do this plant peel add-on. So really trying to amp up doing more with the guest that's in our chair instead of trying to like cram more people in, cram more business in. Let's be smarter about it so we don't have to work harder. Work smarter. Yep. I love cool. it. All right. Some great questions today. I loved yes. these. This was a fun first pixie cut. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have a pixie cut. <laughs> well, our, so, so all the pictures on our social media right now are from a little back and then Jess messaged me one day and was like, do you want to do this cut in color? And it was like a shag. And some- Okay, but let me preface that with, okay, so our pictures were right before the podcast launch. It's not like they're like a year old. Yeah. I, that is still kind of what I look like. But the picture I sent him also was a mannequin. That's right. I, forgot. So I sent him a picture of a mannequin, like probably even a textured hair mannequin with like a full on beautiful shag. And I have like a five-year-old's like five wispy straight hairs on my head. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, while I was cutting and I remember I was cutting it and I got to one side and I was like, Oh yeah, this Where, side is thinner. Like, Where's all your hair? Yeah. So, so I don't know. You're not going to be yeah. seeing any new pictures of this face for a couple of weeks, <laughs> but it's not a pixie cut. Um, I do love a pixie cut, but this yes. body can't pull it off right now. <laughs> not today. Hey, also really exciting news. I wanted to share. Um, well you already know, but when does this episode come out? I'm trying to think. October. The end of October. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll just be a couple weeks away. But I am so excited, honored, thrilled. Every adjective, go to thesaurus.com and look up those adjectives. Uh, you will find how excited I am. I have been selected to 
appear with the color team for Aveda Color Jam in no- on November 15th. Which is my birthday. That's right. So a big day to celebrate. Um, so yeah, I get to present a color with the Aveda Color Team and eight other stylists that were selected to present that night. I love so it. So I'm so excited. If you're in the Aveda Network, uh, come check it out. You can go to, there's a link in my bio for tickets. They're available now. It's all virtual over Zoom. So we're going to pre-record the color and then each of us get to present that to the entire Aveda network. And if you're not with Aveda, we would still absolutely love, love, love to have you participate. So just shoot us a little DM over at the Beautiful Hustle podcast on Instagram, and we'll send you a link where you can buy your tickets. We'd love to have you join. Um, It's really applicable for anyone because we're going to go over lots of fun techniques. And um, it's not just like some crazy hair show where it's going to be the most outrageous colors that you'll never do behind the chair. A lot of it is going to be very applicable to behind the chair every day. So we're super excited for that. I'm very honored and uh, humbled to be in the presence of Ian Michael Black and one of my new favorite people, Naomi Dove. Aveda I'm just crushing girl. on her so hard. Oh my gosh. She's probably like, girl, stop liking every... <laughs> she posts and I'm like, like. Yeah. Post, like. Two se- two posted seconds. three seconds ago. Like. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's all we have for you. Uh, If you want, join us next week. We have another fun episode coming. This is going to be story times. We can't wait to share them with you. If you love what you're hearing from us, make sure to leave us a rating and review. That is how other people can discover the podcast and the best way that you can show some love to your beautiful hustle hosts. So until next week, stay beautiful and keep hustling.